RSN presents Under the Hood, featuring The King. For over 20 years, Dinoco's golden boy, Strip Weathers, more commonly known as The King, has set the bar in racing. As the winningest racer in Piston Cup history, he boasts a whopping seven Piston Cup championships. Tonight, we get an intimate look at the two sides of our favorite king, relentless racer and great family man. You sure made Dinoco proud. Wouldn't be nothing without you. The king was built to be a champion. His sleek wing gives him optimum aerodynamics. His engine and smooth body type are a force to be reckoned with. But it wasn't always easy. Strip began as an unassuming racer getting his tires dusty on the Piston Cup circuit. It would take years of hard work before gaining attention and support from his sponsor, Tex Dynaco. Ah, look at that boy go out there! The two shared a core belief that winning isn't everything. But that's easy to say when you're always winning. The king and chick rounding turn four! That was until the Dynaco 400, meant to be his farewell race, ended in a never-before-seen three-way tie with Chick Hicks and rookie sensation Lightning McQueen. These three were destined for a tiebreaker. The most spectacular, amazing, unequivocally unbelievable ending in the history of the world! After a staggering seven Piston Cup championships, the King would face his fiercest and most dangerous competition in the final race of his career. Many experts are calling the race of the century. Hey, King, good luck in your last race. You sure been an inspiration to me. Thanks, Junior. Appreciate it. Welcome to episode 62 of the What I Love About Pixar podcast. In each episode, we talk about something either from Pixar, could be a particular character, scene, or actual film. On today's show, we're going to be talking about the king from Cars. So let's get started with the character profiles. With a big thank you to our source, Disney Wiki. The king, voiced by Richard P. Strip, the king weathers, although I'll be referring to him as the king throughout the show, has seen it all. From his humble beginnings on the Piston Cup circuit to the glitzy sponsorship and media attention that he has today. This seven-time Piston Cup champion is the winning race car in all of Piston Cup history. He's loved every second of his racing career, but truth be told, the King is ready for a slower pace. He's looking forward to more time with his Queen, Mrs. The King. The King's appearance is a blue car with the Diaco sponsor and number 43. Brown eyes, the giant tall blue spoiler on his trunk. Yellow car with the Dylico sponsor and number 43 for the number 3. Brown eyes and a grand tall yellow spoiler on his trunk. His personality is kind, caring, level-headed, mature, well-meaning, respectful, grateful, good-hearted and selfless. Okay, let's get ready to start talking what about the king.
Okay, so we're ready to start talking what I love about the king. And I just love him as a person. He is definitely, you know, one of those people that you would look up to um, as an idol. And he is completely the opposite of what Lightning is. I mean, the king from the get-go, we first meet him, is he's kind and caring about others. Unlike Lightning at the beginning of the film who is just full of arrogance, self-centred, all but me, me, me. And what I love about the king, um, I think I mentioned it last time we talked about Chick, is how at the beginning of the film, in that first race, the three cars, they're pretty much set up at the get-go as the main three. So you've got Lightning, of course, as the rookie, Chick, the brother-up, um, which we talked more about in detail in our last episode, you can get that back, and the king as... The veteran, the king's been around for so, but the king he is referred to as the name. A bit weird to have a nickname the same as your name, but anyway, as the veteran card, everyone looks up to, um, well, almost everybody. Um, the king, he's he he is, he's also he's not just a gentleman on the track; he's a gentleman off the track too. I mean, he's a devoted husband and enjoys the thought of retirement. He's also an arbor racer and would never resort to cheating, unlike some people. Um, so yeah, so... Throughout the whole film, um, it's been made very clear that this is supposed to be the King's final season. You know, it's what, this is his last season, he's about to... He's he's still he's all the King, you know, from his... You know, he's, he's been through all, he's died from the bottom, worked his way up to the top. He's looking at retirement on the horizon and, you know, he's got this one last season and he's going to be done. Um, but, of course, in that final race, he gets tied for first place along with uh, Lightning McQueen and Chick in the final race. So a tiebreaker has to be scheduled in California. And as we see for the get-go, the King races for... Uh, he, Team Diaco. Go. And he tells McQueen that he, you know, he's got great time as a racer, but he's stupid for trying to be a one man show. So I'm loving how, so I love how the king there showing his horrible sign, you know, and trying to be, you know, mentor to the, to the upcoming stars. You can tell um, when you can, can see potential in future, in future potential great racers, and he sees like his world, but the prop. Because Lion's problem is, is his hot-headedness, his self-centeredness, his arrogance, all those ugly qualities we see from Lightning in the first, the beginning of the first film. Um, and the king gives Lightning like, the best advice he can give to him. He's like, you, 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 are, you, you, you're a full kid, kid. You've got great, you've got great attention. You could be, you could be like me one day. But you are stupid if you think you can do this as a one-man show. The king basically tells Lightning straight, but of course, at this early stage, Lightning says like. Yeah, I'm alright, man. Thanks for that, but no. And the king, he does attempt to offer McQueen, you know, a dime's worth, as he puts it, a free advice. Saying, it's also the crew, not just the racer, that wins the race. It's like, it's like, a, it's like a team thing, the king strives out. It's like a team thing, you know. It's not, I don't just reap the reward. My crew reaps the reward. Because obviously, without my... Pit crew, I wouldn't be able to uh, make it through the whole race. 
because uh, obviously, as we see with lightning, you know, the tyres can go, can burst at some point. And also, if I didn't have a crew chief, I would not know what to do and how to take half of the race and learn from my crew chief and all that. So, I'm loving the king for giving that lovely advice. So, he's like, trying to be like a father figure, not just to lightning, but all, but to basically future race cars like that, that want to go where he's gone in life. It's just, and as the king says, it's free advice, advice here, take it, because it will bear for you in the long run, long haul. But of course, Lightning was too distracted, daydreaming about becoming the poster car for Daiko to pay attention to that, to that advice. And we then next don't see the king next again until the very end of the film. So in the king and the chick in Chick Hicks, um, we don't see again until quite the end of the film. We've already done Chick's side of it in the last episode. Now we're going to focus on the king's side of it. Um, because the king, we really don't hear about again until the tiebreaker race. Whereas Chick does get mentioned before the tiebreaker race. Um, I think it's the point where lightning's fixed to the road. And on the radio you can hear that Chick's the first driver in California and all that. And it really rates lightning like to were finished fast. Um, which sort of then leads to Doc Hudson's little challenge. Um, but the King, after the sort of like first couple of several minutes of the film, that's it, he's gone again, and we don't see him until the tiebreaker race. <sighs> and oh my. So we get to the tiebreaker race. And unsurprisingly, the King, um, for most of the race, um, you know, in the lead, it's very much sort of the first part of the race. It's like the king's in pole position, chicks trying to, you know, move in, sort of like manoeuvre, swerving whenever he can, but the king's not learning. I mean, I do love that little tick and tack with the two. So it's like the king can sort of second guess when chicks about trying to just strike. And the king's just like, no, no, you don't. <sighs> um, and Lightning's one on the back because Lightning is really distracted because he's thinking about radius rings and all that. And then when uh, Lightning uh, realises that Doc and the rest of the race things residents have arrived, Lightning sort of thought, okay, this is my chance to get, I need to get into gear now, I'm behind the game, and moves into the lead after a little treat, neat little trick he's learned from Doc Hudson to get onto the track after Lightning got ran by Chick into the infield during the, and then during the final lap when Lightning, Lightning used the trick to get into the lead. Uh, the king smiles as he realised that Lightning has become what he want, what he wanted him to be, and wants him to win. So it's like the king's like, ah, oh, so he did look, so he was paying attention. He did look, he did listen to my advice. Yeah, you can think that, the king. Yeah, you can think that. Whereas for us viewers, are like, actually no, it's really Lightning's just sort of turned a corner and gone a complete personality change and realise that actually there's more to the racing than the winning. And so Lightning's now in the lead. It looks like Lightning's going to take the victory with the King second and Chick third. And then the King... Oh, this is where it happens. Because um, the King, at that point when Lightning has the lead, he's probably content coming in second place because the King, he's done, he's done it all, the King. He's done it all, you know? He doesn't really need one more cut to his title. He's won plenty. No, let's have, let's have some nice take. 
take take the glory. And that's so honourable of the king. That's so honourable. He that he's prepared to come second in this fight in this final in this final race in this sort of farewell season just so a rookie can take it. That is so honourable. And in real life, we'd all be proud of that. Yeah, you good good for you, king. But unfortunately, we don't get that moment because of Chick Hicks. Um, because from that point, the king's focused on just keeping ahead of Chick. However, getting frustrated that he wasn't going to win, Chick vows that he is not coming behind you again, old man. In his own words. And in a display of loathsome cheating and lack of sportsmanship, hits the king oh, with a horrible manoeuvre, and it sends the king flying through the air above the invert, where the king crashes and rolls several times before coming to a halt. And he's left battered and issuing steam as his wife, Danico, and the whole race, the arena, watches in horror at that. Now, I want to pause, because we are going to talk about this scene in detail in, 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 another, in another time, but I just want to pause and quickly say how... The king is extremely lucky to survive that because it's a horrible scene to watch. I remember I was about I was about nine at the time of the, of the first Cars film came out, and I remember watching that for the first thinking, "Oh my god!" Because it is not a pretty sight to watch. It really isn't. It is so horrible. But you need it to reinforce that what happens next with Chick because. That crash is what makes us all hate Chick Hicks. Even anybody who's had a like, tiny little thought, but mm, quite like him, no, even that goes. So I give it props for try, trying to make us now despise Chick for the rest of our lives. Works for me. Um, as you will probably tell if you listen to our last episode. But. This, I think, shows the difference between the real life and Pixar life. Because in the Pixar life, the king just barely manages to survive. It's, oh, it's horrible to watch. He's bad, he's bruised, he's literally got steam coming out of him. He's lucky to survive. But if that was in real life, and of course in real life racing there's obviously a person, an actual human driving the car. If that was happening in real life, that probably would have ended in, 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 a, in a murder. Because I don't think any way, well, the car death wouldn't have survived, and probably the, the human driver death, definitely would not have survived. Um, I don't really know much about, about racing. I don't really follow it. Um, motor race, a car race, I don't really follow it. Formula 1, like, I don't really follow it. But I'm, I'm assuming if that was happening in real life in Formula 1, I don't think the chances of survival would have been great. So, for me, Chick... Basically, not only is it downright cheating, but he nearly gets away with murder. Because if that was real life, I do not think the king would have survived. And it just would have been ten times worse than what the actual result is. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to quickly pause and just try and hone in on the, the dramaticness of that scene. Because the king is very lucky to survive that crash at all. He easily could have been gone. That all that would even be more worse to have watched. Ooh. 
but this was this was mid noughties it was 2006 so mid noughties so back then we didn't have on-screen deaths in Pixar that was another that was another nine years later <laughs> the noughties were great with the mortality issue because you didn't get because it was in Pixar films because you didn't get to see it on screen come the tens decade let oh well, most of our you um, audience will have all been grown up now or grow up adults let's have them watch murders Ugh. so yeah it sort of shows how Pixar have grown more confident in the mortality issue but back when this film was released 2006 I'm actually quite relieved that the king did manage to survive because as I said easily we will talk most more in detail another time but easily the king easily could have ended up dead and that would have been even more worse so this is when everybody st stops. The crash has happened, everybody stops. Even Lightning, who's now seen it on the monitor, he now stops just before crossing the line. So he doesn't even touch the line. Chick then, zoom! Faster speedboat whizzes through him, claims victory, and then he goes on a mad rap victory dance. Um, but it takes, but with Lightning, the whole scene just sort of stops. It's like, you like you struggle to take a few moments to try and breathe it in, and literally we're all like Flo, because Flo goes, "What's he up to, Doc?" And then because we're all a bit still like, "What's what's happening?" And then slowly Lightning goes back up, goes to the King, and who is still alive, just still, still alive. Only just he goes to the King and helps him cross the, the line. Um, and the king, as this is happening, says, like, you know, you just lost, lost the race, right? But, like, it's like, mm, it's just not. A grumpy old race car once told me, it's just an empty car. And that is the p p moment Lightning completes his, I don't want to use the J word, but I'm going to use it, journey, his journey to become a better person. So like so he helps the king, the king gets through it, gets gets across the line, everyone's all cheering. Nobody's taking any notice of Chip. Chick, sorry. No one's taking any notice of Chick, thank God. Um And then everybody in Diaco it's just like thanks lightly for helping him, including the king's wife, um, before the press goes to interview them. And then the king, um, at the end of the film, has now been repaired. With his wife, they let a visit Rarius Bring and tour the museum. Um, as May showed them the dark Hudson wing. And the king remarks that the Hudson Hornet was his inspiration. That's interesting, considering you and the Hudson Hornet had a lot of things in common. Like, um, you both had ugly crashes. So, yeah. <laughs> little irony there. And then later they get shown, they are shown watching uh, a movie at the Radio Springs Drive-In Theatre, but that's for another episode. So, the king, so it's nice we get to see in the end credits, in the end credits there that the king is now fully repaired. Now, we don't see the king at all in Cars 2, um, but the king does briefly appear in Cars 3, so I think this is where we'll finish off. So, he briefly appears in Cars 3, and... Apparently, the king is now serving as the crew chief for his nephew, Carl we Cow Webbers. I need to say Carl then. It's Cow, Cow Webbers, the king's nephew, who later retires from racing. 
And then at the end of the film, um, the king compliments one of Carl's attempted insults. Um, but throughout the film, we get this nice little montage of the racing between Lightning and Oliver Betts. And we can see there's a little friendly rivalry between Lightning and Carl. Cow! Did it again. Did it again! Between Lightning and Cow. And they try to outdo each of them. So it's a nice friendly rivalry. And there was giving insults to one another back. And Lightning's the better insulter. But Carl has a go at one time. And the king's like, yeah, good for you, mate. That little embarrassing uncle thing. It's like, mm -hmm. At the end of the of class, we know the king is seen alongside Tex, Tex Dico, and Cow Webbers. I stick that down. Where they allow Cruz to become Dico's next racer. So again, nice. So we get to see. So it's nice. We sort of get to see the king back again in Cars Three. Um, but he's basically there to basically just be like, "Hiya, come me." I had that nasty crush when I nearly died. Well, guess what? I'm all better now. Look, there's my nephew. That's sort of what it sort of feels like. Um, but I think we could have maybe seen more from the king rather than um, we did. We did. Um, and what's quite interesting to know is how with the king, um, with the being cast of the first cast film, he's trying to give lightning that advice and how you could be called great and all that. Um, well, eventually, of course, by the time it gets to Cars 3, um, Lightning matches the King, because the King had a record of seven Piston Cups. That was established quite in the beginning of the first book. And then by the time we get to Cars 3, 11 years later, Lightning has matched the record. So Lightning and the, and the King do, by the end of, end of Cars 3, sort of become equals, because they now have the same amount of Piston Cups, and probably will do, unless Cruz sort of overtakes them and gets eight. Which could happen, you know. We could, in say, number 10 or 15 years' time, have a Cars 4. We find out that Cruz has actually been a very, really, really well-successful field racer. She's now been overtaken the boys! Who knows? Who knows? But, yeah. So it's sort of nice how the king... It's like, it's one of those student becomes the, ma the master sort of thing, or matches to the, ma the master, and how the king in the first Cars 4 was trying to get like that for only boys. Of course, Lightning at that time wasn't really paying attention to it. But eventually, that advice has paid off, and he and the king are now equals. So, that. so I do really love the king. I do wish we got to see a bit more of him. Um, maybe there could have been a role for him in the, in the second film. Like maybe he could have been one of the commentators for the world, the Grand, the Grand Prix. So he could have paid, showed up in one of the, one of the three races. You know, just a, just just for a little brief moment. You know, just a little brief moment. Because the king. He's so horrible. I feel we all need to be like the king. We all need to be like the king in our lives. He's such horrible, so full of dignity, and he's so devoted to his wife and everything. And I just love how in the tiebreaker race, where the, when Lightning takes pole position, the king, the king smiles. He's like, yeah, you go, mate, you go. Like, the king's willing to, in his final race, in his farewell season, is prepared to come second, just so that Lightning can have the, the glory. That's just, that is just so horrible, the king. And I think we all need to be like him. And that's a great lesson to end the show on. So thank you very much for listening, my friends. Until next time, this has been What I Love About the King.